in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Monday in the NBA with Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's look ahead to Monday in the NBA. There are 10 games on, really busy day. Um, first game is the Hornets and the Wizards. I want to watch Kelly Oubre, who has been very interesting this season, to say the least. His shooting numbers are way up this year, but he occasionally occasionally has some real stinkers. His minutes fluctuate a lot. And this is a game where we don't know yet, because I don't know where the Bridges in Washington are going to play. They're still questionable for Sunday's action. But they could be fully healthy. So where does that leave Oubre's playing time with a healthy Bridges, Rogier, Ball, Haywood? Washington, Martin, McDaniels. Like, is he worth the 12-team league spot? I'm tending to think no, but I want to see that. And also Mason Plumlee, who's been playing you know, 29, 30 minutes a game without PJ. If PJ plays, does he go back to that 23, 20-minute-a-night role, which renders him useless for 12-team leagues? For the Wizards, the future MVP Kyle Kuzma has been playing at a high level the last two games. Minutes are way up. The shooting numbers are up. He's playing well. It's also doing that without uh, Rui Hachimura, Spencer Dinwiddie, Montrezl Harrell, Hal Neto, Aaron Holiday. Um, and it's also, you know, pairing that with good shooting. Am I wrong about Kyle Kuzma? I don't think so. But I want to watch to see whether he, maybe he has indeed figured it out. Doubt it. And whether he deserves a 12-team roster spot long-term. Also doubt it. Also want to watch Contavious Colroy Pope, who's also playing pretty well. 39 minutes last game for KCP. Again, when everyone does return, it is going to be hard for KCP to play 30 minutes a night and to be as useful as he currently is. Sure, he's a stream option for the short term, and I want to see how he looks in this game. I just don't have any confidence of him being a 12-team league player. For the Rockets, they take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, will cousin Kevin Porter play? That's what I want to watch. Will Christian Wood play? Will they be suspended by the team? They absolutely should be. But will they be? And then, what does that mean for other players? If Porter is out, does that mean Gary Bird returns? He could be back from COVID protocols. Armani Brooks, the designer, do they play Josh Christopher more minutes? Does Trevor and Queen get an opportunity to start? How the whole Porter-Wood situation works out is interesting. And then what about KJ Martin, who played 31 minutes last game with Wood in the doghouse? but also Tate playing only 22 minutes with some foul issues there. They just need to commit, I think, to more minutes for Martin. Is this an opportunity without Wood? Probably not, but let's see. For the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey and his inconsistency. We want to watch a little bit of that to see how Tangles looks in this game. And you know, he, I, I believe he's must roster, and I think he'll continue to do that. While the thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Look, he's been bad. And by bad, it's all, all relative. Like, he's not terrible. He's not Tony Snell. But he is out there underperforming what he can do and what he has shown to be able to do in the past. 
Can he get that stuff figured out, or is this just who the new Tobias Harris is? For the Grizzlies, they take on the Brooklyn Nets. Didn't think I'd be talking about Killian Tilly, but here we are. Killian Tilly's two-way contract has been converted into a full-time contract. They signed Tyrell Terry to the two-way deal now. And Tilly has played 27, 19, 20, and 24 minutes the last four games. Is that a long-term thing? Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony Melton might return in this game as well. But what is Tilly's role if this team is healthy? Can, does he play at all? They've got a five-game week. I, I don't know where he's going to fit in this rotation. And then we want to watch Desmond Bain. If Brooks and Melton are out, we want to watch Bain. And we also want to watch what happens to him if they play and what his role looks like, how the usage decreases, and what his value overall uh, appears to be. For the Nets, they started LaMarcus Aldridge over Nick Claxton. I think it's a shocking move from Steve Nash, but they did it. So can Claxton maintain value? He went from 32, 30, and 33 minutes down to 23 against the Clippers. How does he match against Steven Adams? Probably not great. And watching his playing time here, I think he's going to be really, really intriguing and how they deploy him and Aldridge. And then Bruce Brown Jr., who's had some ups and downs, mostly downs this season, went back into the starting lineup last game. He can at least be a streamer for steals, but he is nowhere near that player last year who provided fantasy value quite often. The Jazz and the Pelicans. Not a huge amount to watch with the Jazz, as per usual, except for... J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Jordan Clarkson, who played well last game with everyone healthy. I don't buy it for a second, but I'm always, always, when there's a big game from Jordan Clarkson trying to sell high, um, I don't believe he's a must-roster player. He can be empty points and then inefficiently empty points, which is not great for category leagues. Let's see what he looks like here. And then also Basmati, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal has been... Yeah, the rankings will show you 125th or 130th or something. Ah, okay. There's 150-plus guys rostered. That, that means must roster. Yeah, I don't think it does for Royce. But last game was better after a string of absolutely shit performances. Let's see what he can bring to this game. For the Pelicans, Jackson Hayes. That's what I want to watch. Jonas Valanciunas has been upgraded to questionable. Jonas Valanciunas. So there might not be any opportunity for Hayes or Hernan Gomez in general. But can Hayes get the backup job off Hernan Gomez? Can Hayes play at the four at all next to Valanciunas? Ingram's questionable in this one too. A lot of questions to ask or answer with Jackson Hayes. And I don't know why I wrote Joe Ingles there under Jackson Hayes because Joe Ingles clearly plays for the above team. So let's on the fly talk about Herbalife Jones. Herbalife Jones is a guy who put up some big, big numbers last game. Minutes have been way up. 37, 36, and 35. Coincidentally or perhaps absolutely not coincidentally and absolutely tangentially tied in, the fact that Brandon Ingram has missed those three games. So Jones is riding a crest, and he's doing the thing where the minutes have gone up, the opportunity's gone up, and then he just has a casual six steals and blocks combined. Right, those extra seven minutes he plays probably aren't going to stick long-term. He's probably not going to be able to get three steals and three blocks a game. At the moment, 12-team guy for sure. I just don't think that that lasts long-term at all. Um, I'm going to tell you guys that maybe Herb Herbalife Jones has been having himself some Built Bars because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. We're heading into January. And if you're a little bit on the pudgy side like myself, maybe you want to get rid of your sugary treats, treats because those bars, that's 240 calories plus. 
Who wants a candy bar like that? Not me. I want a protein bar that's jam-packed full of protein, but also low in fat, low in sugar, low in carbs, and low in calories. Just 130 calories in most of the Built Bars, and they taste bloody great. So get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use the code LOCKED15, and you will be able to get yourself so many boxes of delicious Built Bars. You'll be ripping through your shirts in no time. Built.com, use the code LOCKED15 to get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Pistons and Bucks. Stop. Have a time. Um, last game was ludicrous for Detroit. Overtime game, 50 minutes a night for starters. Sure. They could, maybe, get back. Cunningham, Stewart, Hayes, Joseph, Lee, Lyles, Jackson, Livers, Magruder. They could all return. So where does that put MC Hamadou Diallo? He's played 39, 39, and 40 in 50 minutes the last three games. So obviously, completely unrealistic for him to be able to do that long-term. No way. Also, being able to be the number one offensive player. No way. Watching what he does when those other players return will be key to deciding whether he's a long-term keep. I don't think he is. And then on the other side, Luca Garza played 39 and 36 minutes the last two games. Some really interesting numbers for Luca. But if Isaiah Stewart's back, is he going to play at all? 10 minutes maybe? If Isaiah Stewart and Trey Lyles are back, where does he fit? You know, what his role is is going to be very interesting. Well, for the Bucks, Pat Connaughton. Got some value back last game with Middleton and DiVincenzo out. We don't know the status of those two blokes at this point. So there could be some value in uh, Connaughton. And then Jordan Wara stepped up as well. Went from DMPCD for three straight games to dropping yeah, 20 points in 19 minutes. Of course, that is completely fake. And it's not something that has any sort of relevance moving forward. But if those two blokes are out in Chris and Dante, then there is an opportunity for Nuora to put up some better numbers. For the Orlando Magic, they are slowly getting guys back. It is a back-to-back for Orlando on the Sunday-Monday here. Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba are back on Sunday. So we want to watch what Ross can do. And then how does that impact Roderick Hampton Jr., who played pretty good minutes, but they always seem very loath to just unleash. And I hate the term unleash because it sounds stupid. Maybe They're very loath to just let him get out there and play good minutes in a good role. No, we'll keep you off the bench so the Hassani Gravit can play. Huh? What? Why? What's what? What's the point of that? And I worry that if you know, Cole Anthony maybe plays and Terrence Ross is back and maybe Chumura Kiki returns, that Hampton will go back and play 17 minutes and be completely useless. While for Chicago, maybe Lonzo Ball is back. Alex Crusoe probably won't be. So where does that leave Kobe White, who's had three really, really good games in a row, Kobe? 35, 33, and 38 minutes. He's scoring well. He's getting assists. But the Bulls play Monday. They're not again till Friday. So, yeah, the long-term value of him is in the Dunny because he's not going to have that value on Friday. But watching how he looks here will be interesting. While they started Derek Jones Jr. with Javante Green out last game, Jones responded with good minutes and good defensive stats. That's what he provides. Can he maintain that role over Javante? I doubt it. But maybe there's an opportunity for something there for him uh, with increased minutes. The Nuggets and the Mavericks. Faku Kampazo. Love what he's doing at the moment. 12-team league guy for now. We don't know um, if Austin Rivers is going to play. He's dealing with that thumb issue again. But Monty Morris and Jeff Green are out. So Faku's got a huge role. And he is a 12-team league option. While with also with Jeff Green out, with Bones Highland, with Zeke Naji, um, with Jeff Green out, I think I said that twice. With all those guys out, Bowl played 20 minutes. Bowl, Bowl. Do I want to stream Bob Bolling? Like, not even remotely close to wanting to do that. But if we do have, say, Vlako Chanchar out again and Austin Rivers remains out, then Bowl is going to be a rotation role player. 
then maybe there's something there. Well, for the Mavericks, they're going to welcome back on Sunday. They're going to welcome back a bunch of blokes. Doncic, Hardaway, Kleber, they all return. Porzingis is sitting out Sunday. He should be back on Monday. What does this mean for Jalen Brunson? What does his value look like? What do his minutes look like with Hardaway, Bullock, and Doncic all returning? And then how does Reggie Bullock look? Does he maintain starting role over Tim Hardaway? Because he did have that before both guys went out and Bullock just returned quicker from COVID than what Hardaway did. The Hawks and the Blazers. Kevin Herter, fan of pants himself. He is returning. He's, he's probable to return. Bogdanovich remains out. Deandre Hunter remains out. But Herter, Gallinari, Okongwu, Wright, Lawawu, Cabro, they're all coming back. So how does Herder's role look? I think he's a good add for Monday. And what does Onyeka Okongwu look like backing up Clint Capella? Because Gorgie Jeng's still out. Okongwu's going to have that role anyway. But is there any way for Onyeka to play 22 minutes? Probably not. And I don't see how it's going to happen, but I want to bloody watch it. And then for the Trailblazers, last game, Ben McLemore went bananas. That was without Anthony Simons, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, Cody Zeller, to a lesser extent, Trendon Watford and Keldrum Blevins. But all those guys could return. Simons missed one game through COVID and now is somehow um, questionable to return. Uh, we'll see. McLemore went bananas, but I really don't expect that from him again. And then if Covington and Nurkic return, what does that mean for Larry Nance? What does his value look like? Does he go back to being a 12-team droppable player like he was before? For the Miami Heat, Kyle Guy blew up the other day. Really big game. Do I buy it? Not at all. But there is no Duncan Robinson, no Gabe Vincent, no Max Struess. So there is going to be a role here for Guy, and I just want to see how he performs in that role. And then Kayla Martin, who's going to have a pretty significant role as well. I like Martin more than Guy, and I think that there is something to see there with him. Well, for the Golden State Warriors, Jordan Poole returned, but in a very small role, 17 minutes off the bench, while Gary Payton played almost 30 starting. So how do they run that pool Payton combination? They're surely not going to play Payton 30 minutes a night and pool 20 minutes a night. And if they do it again, that means that Jordan Poole, to me, is going to play like 20 minutes a night when Clay returns. And that is basically going to turn him into a drop. Otto Porter was great last game replacing Draymond, but Green could return on Monday. So what does that mean for Porter's role? I think they should find a way to get 27 a night into Otto Porter, but they're not because they're playing Toscano Anderson and Igadala, and they throw John Kaminga in there at times as well. So it is hard for me to see Porter remaining as a must-roster 12-team league player. The last game of the day is the Timberwolves. They are taking on the Clippers. There's no D'Angelo Russell, no Carl Anthony Towns. So Malik Beasley gets another game of value. I don't think he's going to be able to maintain that. Interestingly, both Anthony Edwards and Jared Vanderbilt Bar are listed as questionable for conditioning. They both played on Friday. And now for Sunday, they're listed as questionable. Will they, is it, I guess, is it the back-to-back that they're going to sit those guys? Uh, sorry, I, I, missed, I misspoke. If I said Russell and Towns have been ruled out, they've been ruled out for Sunday. We don't know whether they sit on Monday. So what does that mean for Beasley? What does it mean for Naz Reed, who started last game on Friday and played 15 minutes? Will he start with Towns out? Will he play good minutes? Will they continue to run Munro and um, Reed and Knight all in the one game, which completely limits all of their value? I don't know. For the Clippers, Terrence Mann. Luke Kennard's out. Paul George is out. Mann has good value, and I want to watch him take advantage of this opportunity. And then also Eric Bledsoe, who started in place of Kennard and was great with Reggie Jackson out, fell off when Jackson returned, and now gets a reprieve with Kennard out, and he is. I think, a 12-team league player at this point in time. 
Let's look at some back-to-back -back stream options now. Um, we're looking at Memphis and New Orleans. I think Jackson Hayes, maybe it's Billy Hernan Gomez. I think Jackson Hayes is worth a streamer, especially if Valentunas is out. And then in Memphis, we've got Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones. And I guess you could go down to Achille and Tilly in deeper formats there as well. Just for Monday, though, we're looking at Serge Ibaka, Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, Nasir Little, Andre Iguodala, Onyeka Okongwu, Jermichael Green, Maxi Kleber, Delon Wright, and Caleb Martin. Deeper leagues, look at all those guys, but also look at the following players. Rudy Gay, Bruce Brown, KJ Martin, James Johnson, DeAndre Bembry, Davon Reed, Kevon Looney, Brandon Clark, and Shake Milton. And in points leagues, these guys are available in 50% of formats. So Hamadou Diallo, Nick Claxton, Terrence Mann, Patrick Beverly, Serge Ibaka, Faku Kampazo, Kyle Anderson, Nasir Little, Otto Porter Jr. and Caleb Martin. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.